0: NPR.
1: This is the indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong here with Adrian Ma. Hey. And we are joined by our friend Nick Fountain from Planet Money. Hello, Nick. I'm
0: your friend.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend, Nick.
0: Nick, you're here because it's time. It's the time of week where we pick. Three numbers from the news that just kind of uh, sum up where the world's at. Yeah, and the world right now is all about cutting back, cutting down. I think that is a fair description. We have got three indicators. One of them is about how states are trying to cut back on water use.
1: Mine is about a potential downgrade of U.S. creditworthiness.
0: And spoiler alert, I actually brought two
2: little indicators. They're about tech companies being bummers and trying to ruin the party.
1: But we are not going to be a bummer today. No, the party is here. (laughs) It's Indicators of the Week. Indicators of the Week. Yay.
2: Party happens after this ad break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com NPR.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from the United States Postal Service. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping services? Then give your business a competitive edge with USPS Ground Advantage. Keep things simple with upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. Turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.
2: The NPR app cuts through the noise, bringing you local, national, and global coverage. No paywalls, no profits, no nonsense. Download it in your app store today. All right, Adrian, your indicator is about the part of the country that I live in, the West. What's happening here?
0: Okay, first indicator is uh, it's good news. It involves the Colorado River Basin, which is this network of rivers and lakes stretching across seven different states and even touches Mexico. In the U.S., this river provides drinking water to 40 million people. It irrigates millions of acres of farmland and even provides hydroelectric power. And it's drying up, thanks to... Drought and climate change and population growth. And if things don't change, states are eventually gonna find themselves in this crisis where farms can't get the water they need and even major cities in the West like LA and Phoenix could see their water supply threatened. Jeez. Wait, so what happened?
1: Yeah, also, I thought this was going to be good news, Adrian. Okay, so that I felt this is just a
0: table setter. Here's the good news is that after a lot of months of back and forth negotiation, the states have finally reached a deal on reducing their water use. And specifically, this deal revolves around Arizona, Nevada, and California, which have agreed to reduce their water consumption by about 13% over the next few years. So that's my indicator 13%.
2: meaning my showers have to be 13% shorter? Come on now.
0: I'm already at four minutes. I mean, I guess that's up to your local water district Uh because they're one of the parties that's going to have to figure out how these cuts get made. Also, farm operators and Native American tribes that access the water will also have to make cuts. And as an incentive, the federal government has basically told these groups, like, if you make these reductions, you will qualify for federal grant money.
1: Well, I remember that the government kept threatening that they would just come in and impose cuts if the states couldn't figure it out. It looks like they moved to more of a carrot approach.
0: I mean, I think the stick did sort of focus the negotiations a bit. uh, (laughs) As it often does. So, yeah, I mean, there's a deal in place right now, which is good news, but with a little asterisk, which is that the deal only lasts until 2026. And at that time, it's expected that the negotiations will be like much, much tougher because, You know, despite there being a lot of rain on the West Coast this year, that's probably not going to continue with, like, climate change and drought becoming a bigger problem.
2: Hey, speaking of kicking the can down the road just slightly and never far (laughs) enough, Waylon...
1: That is a perfect transition, (laughs) because I'm here to talk about the debt ceiling. I hope you guys are not sick of hearing about the debt ceiling.
2: Never. No, of
1: course not. My debt ceiling indicator is more qualitative. It's actually an ominous turn of phrase rather than a number. So my indicator is negative watch. This week, Fitch Ratings said it is putting the United States credit rating on negative watch because of what it called brinkmanship over the debt ceiling. So Fitch Ratings is one of the financial system's major credit ratings agencies, along with Moody's and Standard & Poor's. And their job is to assess how likely a government or company is to pay its debts on time and then give them a score. And to be clear, Fitch still has a triple A rating for the U.S., so that is the tippy top of the scale. But negative watch means the outlook has gotten worse. So basically, the government is not looking as creditworthy as it did before. I
2: can't believe we're here again. Why does this keep happening? (laughs) Also, today is May 26th. Uh, I know the debt ceiling is close, but do we know how close at this point?
1: So, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen gave an updated timeline today. She said the X day could be as early as June 5th. But, you know, it's coming pretty close to the wire. Ugh. And Fitch warned that the standoff over the debt limit is generally bad for governance, right? The U.S. government's ability to pay its debts on time is like this sacrosanct part of the global financial system. U.S. Treasuries help underpin the entire world economy. So it's pretty dangerous to mess with that. And you can already see prices for certain treasuries falling, which signals that markets are nervous.
0: I've heard so many news reports dripping out of the debt ceiling negotiations. Is this going to happen? What's going on?
1: Well, as we hit publish on this episode late Friday afternoon on the East Coast, we are hearing that negotiators are close to a deal, but there are still a couple of sticking points and no announcement yet. So I'm guessing there are some folks who are going to have to work through the weekend, maybe skip their barbecues. They might even have to miss the Succession series finale on Sunday night. Heartbreaking.
0: That's the real tragedy here.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, speaking of finales and goodbyes, Nick, you want to... Play us off here with your indicator.
2: (laughs) All right, yeah. Uh, As I mentioned, I have two little tidbits, two mini indicators, if you may, about the party being over. Mm. First indicator of the week, 100 million. That's the number of Netflix users that are mooching off someone else's password, according to the company. And Netflix says it's cracking down. And we knew this was coming, right? Waylon, you talked about the impending crackdown last summer.
1: Yeah, Netflix is like, don't say we didn't <laughs> warn you.
2: <laughs> it's finally coming. This week, Netflix announced that they're starting to police people who share their Netflix account outside of their household.
0: Wait, so that what does that mean? Is there going to be like a, a Netflix account rapture? Like, am I going to have to tell my mom, like, hey, sorry, you may get cut off from your favorite show at some point? I will say... Your mom and you were
2: not totally wrong to share a Netflix account, right? Netflix used to kind of encourage this behavior, or at least they didn't discourage it, in the hope that they'd get more eyeballs on their stuff and people would get hooked on Netflix. But now they've been saying that all that password sharing has been hurting the bottom line. So they're saying that if you don't reside at the same address as the person whose account you're chilling on, you're going to have to pay more or get your own damn account, mom.
1: You can't talk to your mom like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would never. And anyway, I I don't want her to be cut off in the middle of like a very bingeable series. You can buy her an add-on account is how it's going to work. It's like a
1: nominal nominal upcharge. Not as much as the full month, but like a little extra. It's
2: called the nominal charge.
1: (laughs) The nominal charge.
2: Ready for indicator number two about the party being over?
1: Oh, yeah. 55
2: percent. This week, Airbnb said that that's the decrease in the number of parties reported to them since they rolled out their, quote, global party ban.
1: I feel like I'm so uncool I didn't even realize they had a global party (laughs) ban in place. I've never been invited to an Airbnb party or hosted one.
2: Apparently they happen, and apparently people trash the places and annoy the neighbors, so Airbnb is trying to crack down on them.
1: Oh.
0: Airbnb is very, like, proudly proclaiming that it is being a party pooper.
2: Exactly. That's what's so weird about this to me, that they, like, put out a press release that talks about their, quote, anti-party crackdown this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and also July 4th weekend. It's like the weirdest corporate PR I've ever seen and funny to me.
0: Monday's Memorial Day, which means we're off, but we'll be back on Tuesday. And by the way, we're working on another episode to come, which is answering your listener questions. So if you've got an economics question you want to know the answer to, send it to us, email indicator at npr.org. Include your name and your number with your question.
1: This episode was produced by Brittany Cronin with engineering by Brian Jarbo. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Bait Laser senior producer, Kate Cannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva.
2: Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit dot slash NPR and save an additional $200. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
1: Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation.